Should the Miami Hurricanes go after UCLA quarterback Dante Moore? Moore is in the transfer portal. As far as Miami is concerned, I got some pros and some cons. Let's debate. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. We made it. I'm Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listed each and every day. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and free on YouTube, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is we continue our transfer portal frenzy. We are live, by the way. Telling you all week and for most of the month of December, we're going to be going live in the AM because the news changes so quickly. We just can't afford to pre-record. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Salty, you are too kind. I think a day without me would be just as good. He said a day without a day with Dono is a great day. Oh man, I appreciate you guys. All right. So UCLA freshman quarterback, he'd be entering his true sophomore year next year. Dante Moore has become a big entry into the transfer portal. Um, I thought he was thrust into action. Maybe you could argue probably too quickly as a true freshman, but gained valuable, valuable experience. Uh, Moore started a lot of these games. He played in nine games this year for UCLA was 114 for 213 passing. That means he completed 53 and a half percent of his passes for 1,610 yards with 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions. And there's a big question mark guys, because a lot of the transfer quarterbacks, we've talked about, hey, should Miami pursue this guy? Should Miami pursue that guy? We're talking about guys with a year, maybe two years tops of eligibility left. Moore's got three, right? Moore has barely even gotten started here, okay? So, you know, if you bring in a guy like this, is it worth it rather than the option of bringing in a stopgap, one-year, ready-to-play type of guy? Maybe you can do both. We'll talk about that. But I got some pros and cons on Dante Moore. And just for reference, this is somebody that Miami recruited, right? Moore uh, was class of 2023, was the top quarterback in that class. I watched him throwing bombs left and right in the Under Armour All-American game uh, last year. He's sensational. Uh, top recruited quarterback out of high school. He was committed briefly, well, actually was committed for a while to Oregon. And then shortly before National Signing Day, he flipped to UCLA. But Miami was heavily involved in his recruitment. Unfortunately for Miami, Miami seemed to have prioritized Jaden Rashada over Dante Moore, and that ended up being one of the crazy roller coaster sagas. So I've got pros and cons on the idea of pursuing Dante Moore. Okay, let's start with the pros. Moore, he's got more, pun intended, more upside than any of the quarterbacks currently on Miami's roster. And, you know, you could argue more upside than, you know, than the quarterback who's about to come in in the class of 2024 recruiting. I mean, Dante Moore, this is five former five-star top recruited quarterback in the country. So you could argue Dante Moore uh, could be within the next few years, couple years, a better quarterback than anyone else you have in the pipeline. So do you look at it from those simple terms? Like, why not try to bring the guy in? You don't have anything better right now or in the pipeline than Dante Moore. Why not? 
right? That's a pro. Another pro is mentioned as a former top high school quarterback in the class of 2023. He can make every throw, including a cannon for a deep ball, and he can move. He's a dual threat quarterback as well. And then another pro, because this is something a lot of people had questions about when Moore hit the portal, was wherever he ends up, is he going to basically only go somewhere that wants to start him as you know a second-year true sophomore? Because I told you, through a lot of interceptions this past year, we're going to talk about the cons in just a second, but... According to the reports that have come out on Moore, and this is a quote from Moore, Dante Moore wants to go somewhere where he can develop. So maybe for him, priority number one isn't going somewhere where he can start immediately. He wouldn't mind sitting behind a veteran quarterback for a year. So that could be a pro. A pro, if you could get Dante Moore, he's not necessarily going to demand to be on the field right away. He might be cool sitting back and learning for a season and developing. So that that's definitely a pro. Here are the cons. Um, from an NIL standpoint, if you would want to bring in Dante Moore and a veteran, right? Because that, that's a conversation that's been out there. Miami might consider bringing in someone like a Will Howard or a Will Rogers or, you know, a Michael Pratt, if he does decide not to go pro and stay in college, these are guys with one year of eligibility left. That way you get a strong veteran quarterback for one season to bridge the gap for the next guy. Maybe the next guy is Dante Moore. The problem with that is, have you guys seen the rumored <laughs> dollar figures that these quarterbacks that are in the portal are demanding? Like we're talking about seven figures of NIL. It's going to cost to bring you most of these top quarterback transfers out there. From an NIL standpoint, the idea of bringing in Dante, even though Dante may be willing to sit for a year, still going to command a big NIL price tag. And then if you want to also get a veteran, that's going to command a big NIL price tag. So there's a chance that if you really wanted Dante Moore, you may not also be able to allocate the if you still need defensive tackles, which Miami does, safeties, you know, cornerbacks, certain other positions, wide receiver maybe that needs addressing in the transfer portal. That's a lot of NIL money to go around. So that's definitely a con. Okay. Here's another con. If you were to bring in Dante Moore with three years of eligibility left. What kind of a ripple effect does that have on other young quarterbacks, right? Do, you know, you got a, a young guy in Emory Williams in your quarterback room. You've got Judd Anderson coming in in the class of 2024. Miami's still working on C.J. Bailey in the class of 2024. You've got Luke Nickel committed for the class of 2025. If you bring in a quarterback with three years of eligibility left, does that drive other quarterbacks away? Now, some of you might say it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Cream rises to the top. If he's better than these guys, that's a good problem to have. Here's the issue with that culturally. This is a potential issue, okay? Should you or shouldn't you maybe be, from a cultural standpoint, prioritizing players who committed to you out of high school, players who have been loyal to you, rather than, you know, a guy you're bringing in through NIL who was committed and played somewhere else? That Are you sending the right message? by potentially driving quarterbacks away that wanted to be Canes in the first place by bringing in a guy who didn't, and he's now down to his second option. So that would be one of the things that I worry about. And you may not think that that cultural stuff is that important because it's simply about getting the best players, but I think that cultural stuff is important because when Mario Cristobal is going to living rooms all over the country and recruiting and you're preaching, you know, you're loyal to us, we'll be loyal to you, right? If, you know, maybe bringing in a guy like Dante Moore 
might uh, undermine some of that loyalty that you have uh, as a recruiting staff. Okay, so uh, that that makes it now. At this time, I did ask somebody who's given me really good information in the past if he thinks Miami is pursuing Dante Moore. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't know. I haven't heard any strong intel on that. All right. <laughs> of course, our guy Chill writes in loyal. <laughs> Losing three times in a row to Florida State isn't loyal. I don't know. I guess you're talking about Tyler Van Dyke or I don't know. Oh, man. Miami has lost three times in a row to Florida State. Uh, but OK. So I don't know if Dante Moore is a target. Now, if you're talking about logical transfer portal destinations for him, um, I could definitely see Moore landing at Oregon. He was committed to Oregon before he, I don't know if they take that personally, that he flipped from Oregon to UCLA, I think a day or two before National Signing Day last year. But I, I could definitely see that as a landing spot, uh, you know. He's not a West Coast guy. He's a Detroit, Michigan guy. So I don't know if he has any loyalty to the West. So I don't know why he would to the West Coast after playing at UCLA. Maybe he could end up somewhere in the Midwest. But all right. So, guys, I do on the other side want to talk about a couple of quarterbacks that I feel pretty confident Miami is targeting and a couple more that Miami would target. But they, they've just got to hit the portal. Will they hit the portal? Because there's a couple. And the portal hasn't even officially opened yet. Let's not forget that. Right. Uh, it, on November 28th, we started to have players announcing, announcing their intentions to hit the transfer portal. Uh, it's December 1st. Now the portal does not officially open until Monday. It's another three days. So there's going to be, I'm sure a second wave and a third wave, a flood of high profile players hitting the portal. Some players may want to wait till after their conference championship games. Some perhaps have not had the exit interviews with their coaches yet. I would imagine most of those have probably happened by now, but maybe for some, they're still kind of waiting on getting that meeting with coaches to say, hey, where do I stand? Am I part of your plans next year? Are you part of my plans next year? But folks, as we always say, we have so much more to talk about, including the updated list of Miami Hurricanes players who are entering their names into the transfer portal. Plus, I got to tell you guys, if Miami's going to continue their wave of momentum in recruiting in class of 2024, there's a lot of flip options out there, right? We got one earlier this week. Justin Scott decided, why would I want to play in Columbus, Ohio for the next three, four years of my life when I can be in the 305? We just flipped the five-star defensive tackle, Justin Scott. I think there could be more flips in store for the U. So you know what you want to do, man? You want to keep it locked right here. We are only getting started on this episode of Locked on Canes. Guys, this is going to be a great weekend on FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. And guys, I got to tell you, a couple of my biggest plays this weekend on FanDuel actually involve the game that nobody wants to watch, Michigan versus Iowa, which is probably going to be the worst of the conference championship games. But I'm telling you, man, Iowa at three touchdown underdogs, they're going to cover that because they're that defense just puts teams, they're going to lose the game, but they're going to cover 21 and a half because they put you in quicksand. And then I also believe under 34 and a half points between Michigan and Iowa is probably going to hit. So those are a couple of my play. That's going to make you actually want to watch that game when you may not want to watch that game otherwise. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. I'm Alex Dono, and we are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And speaking of the Locked on Network, Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories uh, of the day with our local experts of Locked On, plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 YouTube channel. And thank you so much for making us your first listen today. Uh, we're available free wherever you get your podcast. Good morning to GA Kane fan. Good morning to uh, Chris Jen. Am I saying your name correctly? Uh, that's uh, there's just like too many consonants in there. You should you should probably legally change your name so it's easier for me to pronounce. Hello to Diamonds. Money move on the next big boy star. He says. Uh, hello JPZ. I love you too JPZ. I appreciate you sending me some love there. Uh, so all right, quarterbacks that I I believe Miami is interested in. Right. Will Rogers from Mississippi State would be really logical for Miami to go after. Uh, experience through the roof. He's second all-time in SEC passing yards. He knows the air raid offense. Should be a short learning curve for that reason for him to enter Shannon Dawson's offense. Uh, and you remember uh, earlier this week, we spoke to former Hurricanes quarterback Ja'Cory Harris, who made a good point about the quarterback outlook. He says that you know when Miami is shopping for their next quarterback, they need to either adapt their system around that quarterback, or you find a quarterback who already fits in that system. And I believe Rodgers would accomplish that second objective. I think he would already fit in this offense like a glove, or at least fit in what the offense should look like under Shannon Dawson. Uh, all the experience in the world for Will Rodgers, four-year starter. Uh, he's got a year left because the COVID year in 2020 doesn't count. So this would be you know, his fifth year as a starter, graduate transfer. And another thing that I like about Rodgers is he's never thrown double-digit interceptions in any of his four seasons, okay? So I like that. Uh, and then a guy who, to me, and you can tell me if you disagree, uh, who I think is maybe an even slightly better option here than Rodgers, because I like how he, he's got dual-threat capabilities, is Will Howard from Kansas State, another graduate transfer, experienced passer, uh, threw for 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, though. But he also, Rodgers, ran for 364 yards and scored nine rushing touchdowns this past year. So, you know, if you're thinking of maybe somebody who's going to remind Shannon Dawson a little bit more of Clayton Toon, who was the dual threat quarterback that he had at Houston the last couple of years, I think Howard is probably a little bit closer to that. Uh, so that one would be interesting to me. And then, you know, from all... <laughs> The mullet run says, what about Roy Rogers? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a Northeastern guy, but like Roy, like that, that's a huge, I don't know if they're still around, but that was like a big New Jersey thing, right? Like the chicken sandwiches. I remember a couple times driving through the Jersey turnpike, you know, on long road trips. And I'd stop at the Roy Rogers in the, in the Jersey turnpike rest stops. And <laughs> wait, who's disrespecting me? Michael, thank you for sticking up for me in the chat. Don't disrespect, uh, Oh, is he not talking about me? Donnie? I'm not Donnie. Oh, Don. Oh, yeah. So somebody is disrespecting me in the chat. How dare you? So if he can't get uh, Will Rogers, maybe we'll get uh, Mr. Rogers, somebody says. Uh, oh, man. So, but I, I think uh, based on the conversations that I've had, the quarterback that would be Miami's favorite, I think he'd be the favorite of a lot of teams, but the guy that would be Miami's favorite, if he does enter the portal to this point, he hasn't, should is Cam Ward from Washington State. I mean, 
they're part of the pack two or the pack one pack zero. I don't know what's left there in that conference, but uh, Cam Ward, who's, you know, an excellent playmaker, dual threat guy, experienced. I think he would fit in this offense or most any offense would fit like a glove. I think Miami would be all over Cam Ward, but you know, at this point he's, he's either not decided or he's just not made it official. Cause again, the portal doesn't officially open for another three days, but at this point, Cam Ward has not entered the portal. I believe he will be and would be Miami's favorite if he does. And I think Miami would also be all over uh, Pratt from Tulane. But, you know, he's not entered the portal yet either. He's got his conference championship game coming up, I think, on Saturday. Um, he's still considering going pro. And, you know, I think he's he's probably going to be asking for big-time NIL money just to see if anyone can entice him to stay in college versus going pro. Uh, but I, I, think, I think Pratt would be up there. But I think Ward is probably Miami's top target at this point. Um, too close to Charlie Ward, someone says. Uh, I want uh, I want Josh Kelly more than I want Cam Ward. Chalupa Batman says. Um, the kid from Coastal Carolina. What is that? Is that uh, Grayson McCall? Or I know uh, he's in the portal as well. That that I think could be another option. Um, oh, so this is why someone says that I was being disrespected because I was I was compared to. I did see this earlier in the chat that somebody referred to me as Miami's Colin Cowherd. <laughs> I, I guess uh, a lot of people don't like Colin because he's got all those anti-Miami Heat hot takes. Oh, man. Yeah, McCall. Grayson McCall is the guy that I was thinking of from Coastal Carolina. Uh, okay, so uh, some other non-quarterback targets that I, I think Miami is looking at or should be looking at. I like this player a lot. Defensive tackle C.J. Clark from NC State. And NC State's defense looked pretty, pretty good against Miami's offense. I mean, a lot of teams did <laughs> at that stretch of the season. But uh, this uh, info from Gabby at Inside the U, uh, C.J. Clark, defensive tackle at NC State, who's in the portal. He's a former top 24-7 recruit out of the state of North Carolina way back in the class of 20, 2019. So he's got all the experience in the world. He has started 23 games, including every game of the 2023 season. So started all 12 games this past year for the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Six foot three, 305 pounds. Bring that 305er to the 305. Uh, Clark played the nose tackle position in that 335 defense, which held the Hurricanes uh, mostly scoreless in that early November matchup. He said in that game, Clark generated two pressures while working against Miami center, Matt Lee. So that was obviously a tough matchup for him. And they need to be after this guy. He's already got ACC experience, high-level power five experience, very productive player who's hitting the transfer portal. And not only do they need to go after C.J. Clark, uh, Miami, I could see the Hurricanes, even if they continue to do well now in recruiting the defensive tackle position, because Justin Scott, I think, is good enough to get some playing time next year. The same way, you know, Reuben Bain was good enough to get a lot of playing time as a true freshman this year. I think Justin Scott can get a good amount of playing time next year. Uh, Artavius Jones, probably not as day one ready because he doesn't play against as high level competition as Scott does. But I think Artavius Jones is going to be a monster sooner rather than later. Uh, but these are these are young guys, you know, and Josh Horton, I think, is going to. Uh, going to benefit from more development and be ready to get more playing time next year. He was a true freshman this year that just wasn't all that ready. And Lance, Gid Lance Gidry's defense, we talk about this all the time, is not very true freshman friendly, right? Now, Reuben Bain was here for spring football. Josh Horton was not. Uh, and that was a big reason. And Gidry talked about it, that one of the reasons why we didn't see Horton play 
was because he wasn't here for spring and was just behind the eight ball. So uh, I think experience uh, being around for another spring season, bowl practices, Miami's going to practice about 12 times before their upcoming bowl game is really going to help Josh Horton for next year. But guys, you still, assuming we lose Leonard Taylor, assuming that, uh, especially assuming that, Miami's got to get somewhere between two to four, two to four high-level defensive tackle experience guys in the transfer portal. You need bodies. You need quality players and quality depth there. So please go after this guy. Um, another defensive tackle Miami recently offered is Marley Cook from Middle Tennessee. <laughs> We'll spare you the middle Tennessee jokes, all right? Uh, I'm assuming he was on the field in that game a couple of years ago. He's a grad transfer at six foot two, 298 pounds. And I was kind of disappointed to read this, you know, but if you don't want to be a cane, we don't want you. So you remember we talked about Miami offered the Ivy League defensive tackle, Joey Slackman from Penn. Uh, apparently he said he's not interested in Miami. I guess he's he's got other options. So it's like, come on, Slackman. What are you doing, man? You don't want to be Kane. We don't want you or your inflated Ivy League GPA down here. Go kick rocks, Slackman. We don't want you in the U. Oh, man. Oh, okay, thank you. I, I must have, uh, so much is going on, I must have missed. And not surprising that Leonard Taylor has decided to enter the NFL draft. I mean, he's going to be uh, probably a second-day pick. And even, you know, I was listening to Drew Rosenhaus talk earlier this week, and he he usually advises his clients don't leave early unless you're going to be a first, second, or third round pick. That if you're going to be a fourth to seventh, he would advise you to probably stay in school for another year. But I, I believe Leonard Taylor is going to be, uh, you know, a second or third round pick. I don't know if he'll get it. Maybe if he has an awesome offseason. Um, and yeah, thank, thank you, Christian. Uh, LT posted on X of him signed his engagement letter with an agent. All right, so there you go. So Leonard Taylor is going to be moving on, and he's going to be a top three round pick. If he's not a first day guy, he'll be a second day guy. So I wish him the best, man. LT, I wish you the best, sir. Uh, Miami's going to need to have several defensive tackles. All right, guys, so let's do the running tally on when we come back the players that are leaving the program. And so far, None of the names who have entered the portal for Miami still early. So far, none of the guys who are leaving have surprised me. Um, obviously, I'm going to miss some of these guys like Don Chaney. I hate to see him go, but I'm not surprised based on just the amount of quality depth in Miami's running back room. He wants to play. But we'll give you the update, the running tally on Miami Hurricanes players who are leaving. You want to keep it locked right here. We're not going anywhere on Locked on Canes. See, there wasn't even a real commercial there for the folks watching us live. So you, you had to wait through nothing, my friends. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Guys, if you want an even more constant flow of information and engagement, you want to join our Locked on Canes insiders chat. I include the link in the show description below. It's a nice holiday present to yourself or to a loved one. You can try it free for 14 days. Sign up for free for 14 days. Then if you like it, you can opt in after two weeks for $4.99 a month. We get, try to give you a lot of added value there, and it's a good way to say thank you to us for providing you with content uh, every single day. Uh, Katie says the U requires a high GPA, too, as Dono well knows. I, I did, and, and you know Katie, because I think Katie is a current student. I am a former student at Miami. So you know what? Maybe Joey Slackman from Penn in the Ivy League, Slackman the Slacker, Maybe that GPA wasn't high enough. 
I often say this, Miami is like the Ivy League of the South, all right? I completely lost my train of thought. I was talking about something important. Oh, yeah, Locked on Canes Insiders. Try it free for 14 days. Click the link in the show description below. So here are here are the players uh, that Miami is losing. We mentioned defensive tackle Leonard Taylor, uh, safety Cameron Kinchins, safety James Williams expected to go pro, offensive lineman JV on Cohen is going to be going pro. Uh, here are the players that we're losing in the portal. Defensive end Jafari Harvey. Again, I hate to see him go. He's a graduate transfer. He's been awesome. Miami does have pretty good depth at defensive end, really good depth at defensive end. So you know the, the room will survive, but I will miss Jafari. Same thing with Don Chaney. Running back Don Chaney. So proud of him and so happy for him with the season that he just had uh, because he had, he had a couple of awesome games this year. Hadn't played the previous two seasons because of various injuries. Uh, he has improved his transfer stock. Don Chaney is a true South Floridian and a true Miami guy through and through, and I wish him the best in his next endeavor. That that was the one that was the one that hit me the hardest, right? When I saw Chet, like, ah, I thought we might lose Chaney, but I didn't want to lose Chaney. That one made me sad. It really did. Um, Corey Flagg, same thing. South Floridian. Uh, well, he's from Texas, but I, I consider him a, an adopted South Floridian through and through. Great linebacker, great young man. He's going. Tyler Van Dyke, of course, that didn't surprise any of us. Frank Ladson is going. Defensive end Chance Williams is going. And tight end Dominic Mamarelli. Now, I think at the beginning of the season, I think we knew he was going to leave. He just now he's officially entering the transfer portal. Um, obviously, you know, Mamarelli was basically replaced by Cam McCormick because Mamarelli's a blocking tight end, but still makes me sad because Mamma Mia, Mamarelli. We are now dangerously low on Italians on the roster. This is very concerning. To I don't know how you can expect to win a national championship without at least two Italians on the roster. Because you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I think the only Italian we have left on Miami's roster is the walk-on running back, our guy Michael Perino, the Italian stallion who's joined the show before, and he's not he's not even on scholarship. Like. We are dangerously low, critically low now on uh, on Italians. And yeah, to the closer, um, we I think we reported here. <laughs> we report on so many things. Sometimes I forget what we talk about here on Locked on Canes. But yeah, we knew before the season started that Mamarelli was going to enter the portal, but he just made it official yesterday. And by the way, I got to throw a shout out to, I think it was Mamarelli's father who made this really super nice post on X that was like thanking everybody at Miami and, you know, Mamarelli's, uh, I, even though he's got two years eligibility left, he earned his degree already. So, you know, he's really thankful for the education and the degree that he got at Miami. So um, I'm really happy to hear that. And listen, guys, I, I'm trying to give a nice tribute to Dominic Mamarelli. And you guys are like, who cares? He was already gone. Move on, Dono. Talking about something else. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, what could be next in the recruiting front? Somebody asked me this morning, who do you think is going to be? In fact, somebody asked me in this chat, but it was like before the show even started. So I, I'd be scrolling up for hours. If I, and by the way, if you're with us on the live chat, thank you so much for participating in the show today. Um, I don't know if he's calling me and maybe he's calling Mamarelli a nerd for graduating two years early. I don't know. Thank you so much for that chill. But guys, if you're with us now watching live on YouTube, hit up that live chat. The community is a lot of fun here. And if you're watching us, whether it's live or you're watching us later on on YouTube, smash that like button, smash that like button and subscribe to Locked on Canes. And if you're listening to the audio version, we're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey app. 
If you're listening to the audio version, make sure to subscribe to our channel and leave us a five-star rating and review if you have time to do that. Is that true, Scott? Only 69 likes despite 376 people watching 378. Now, shame, shame. Hit that like button. Um, oh, this is, a, this is a good guess, Chalupa Batman. If, if we're going to guess who the next Miami Hurricanes commit is going to be after flipping Justin Scott earlier this week, Zay Mincy, defensive back from mainland Daytona Beach, he's definitely a candidate, all right? And that he's uncommitted. That would be one of the few non-flips who's right now on hot on the radar, okay? So I could see Zay Mincy. Um, I'm definitely keeping my eyes on five-star defensive end from Washington, D.C., Dylan Stewart, who's committed to South Carolina. There's been a lot of smoke about him flipping, and I think Miami is very much in the mix there. And Coach Jason Taylor has done a fantastic job this cycle recruiting defensive ends. He might be able to land another big fish there. So that's what I'm looking for. Man, there's still, folks, there's still been a lot of smoke with Armando Blunt. And if he were to flip back, what a saga, right? A couple months ago, Armando Blunt, was a class of 2025 committed Miami Hurricane. Then all of a sudden, he was a class of 2024 committed Florida State Seminole, reclassified and flipped uh, Miami. As we Mario Cristobal does not care who you're committed to. He's going to keep in touch. He's going to keep recruiting you until you sign your national letter of intent. And the, the dialogue with Armando Blunt has not stopped. Uh, obviously, Florida State, I take nothing away from them. An incredible season they're having. Very good team. Uh, but maybe Armando might want to stay closer to home. That's number one. He's a South Florida kid, Miami Central, and sees an opportunity to get on the field pretty darn quickly at Miami, which probably wouldn't have that luxury at Florida State. So those are a couple things working in Miami's favor, and I think it is still possible. And like you said, Rocky, still possible Armando Blunt could flip back. I'm also, I'm not ruling out because uh, it's been pretty quiet the last couple weeks, but there is a lot of noise around Jordan Lyle, four-star running back who's committed to Ohio State, another South Florida kid, about him possibly flipping to Miami. Uh, you know, we'll continue to monitor Jeremiah Smith. And I know Jeremiah, he's uh, he's been pretty disappointed with those losers on the Ohio State message boards. I mean, bros, these Ohio State, they're saying like racist stuff about Miami and really ignorant stuff. And uh, so I know Jeremiah has been watching. The, the issue that I have is, I think if Jeremiah were to flip away from Ohio State, at this time it seems Florida State would be more likely for him to flip to than Miami. So I don't know if that's better. That's worse for us, not better for us, if he were to flip to Florida State. Oh, man. And uh, and I'm trying to think uh, what, what other flip candidates are out there. I mean, people are going to bring up the name L.J. McRae. I don't know. I mean, his uh, you know th there are a lot of coaches that are in flux there. Um, in Florida, he seems pretty solid to Florida to me. CJ Bailey, thank you. CJ Bailey is another one, um, uh, that we're looking at. That's the Chaminade quarterback. And you know what? Maybe if Miami does flip CJ Bailey from NC State, uh, Miami might be able to give Jeremiah Smith another thing to think about into possibly flipping to Miami. So maybe that's one that's one for you guys. Yeah, the those uh. <laughs> Those Ohio State message, but I mean, listen. Uh, also, you know, I wouldn't want my team judged by like the bottom of the barrel fans. So it's like I'm not, I'm not going to say that Ohio State is terrible because they've got ignorant people on their message boards. But you know, if you're a prospective player, you think, 
these are the fans who are going to be rooting for me. And they're saying crap like this on message boards. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Oh, it's another good possibility. Ricky Knight, the third. Yeah. He was at the game at the end of the season. Uh, I think that was at the Louisville game. All right, guys, I got to run because uh, I've got a busy, busy day ahead. And, you know, again, if anything crazy happens today, we'll try to come back. All right. If, if anything big or crazy happens, transfer portal wise, recruiting wise, We'll do an emergency episode. I'm basically going to be on call. I'm going to be like a doctor on call for the next month, right? Between now and National Signing Day and transfer portal season, bowl season. If anything big happens, my pager's going to go off and I'm going to get into the studio, into the beat laboratory. You're going to try to put something out. So on your way out, if you haven't already, thank you so much, John, for the kind words. Smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio version, Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. And yeah, folks, we will talk to you again next time. Happy Friday. We'll talk to you again on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.